0: You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com.
1: All right. All right. Testing, testing. One, two, three. We're going to do this. um, We're going to do some audio testing live on air. Reinhold, can can I get a test? Make sure that's working before before we...
2: Testing, one, two, three. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, yeah, we've got Rhino going through. I've got levels going through there. I've got levels going through on Twitch. All right, Game everybody, back for the first time. We are, um, we're, li- we are Libertarians Low Key Wall. We're back. I know, we took a small break. Um, mentally, it's my fault. I was on the last bit of studying for the ITIL exam, the Information Technology Information uh, Infrastructure Library exam. It's, uh, Really cool e- exam, especially for someone like me who's been, you know, who's been IT ops manager, IT manager. It really goes with most of the job titles that I have. Um, oh, thanks. Woo, woo, woo. Ryan Hall for resubscribe, resub. Got a- yeah, Ryan Hall resub. Thank you. Um, it's good for someone with my career path. Uh, it's know because of other things I've done for my thing and I also needed for my degree program I go to um, since I'm mostly a stay-at-home dad and just do side gigs I have been doing um, the WGU cybersecurity program and they require me to take certain certification tests to prove my competency as I study through their program and one of them was that certification the next one is this website development which if anyone really knows me I don't do website developments I don't build websites I haven't built a website since O three, okay and I use notepad because I'm, I'm an American and we use notepad so I don't know how I'm gonna build a website now I, I was like so HTML5 is all new to me I, I know of it and what about it but I don't know really like the interest of the willing to take a test for it um so, that's what's going on. The, that's been slowing down things for um, Low-Key Wall. It's been it's slowing down things for Liberty and Chill. And I apologize. And I appreciate everyone who, one, is A, sticking with me and keeps poking me every day. I don't... I'm one of those guys who... I don't get bothered or upset if you poke me if I haven't done something every day. And that's why I like hanging out with Reinhold and doing stuff with Reinhold. Because he'll poke me until I get something done for him. Which, trust me, I will get it done... Just stop him from poking me. I won't be mad that he's poking me because I'll be more mad at myself that I didn't finish a task that I said I would do. So you know, if I ever you know, so going forward, like I said, it's okay. Just poke me until I get a task done for you. It's because I got a st- th- 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 thousand things going on.
2: I'm the greatest hypocrite there is in that aspect though? Because my podcast is still not up.
1: Did y- did you pod fade? Oh, you can't. Well, you got to have podcast to pod fade, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I think it uh, was that vapor, vapor, um, vapor cast. That's what we call it. I had to call it a term. It'd be vapor casting or something like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the last time um, Wikiki Kendra said I used Microsoft front page, I think the last time I built a website was front page. Also, introducing my co host tonight, we've got Reinhold. Reinhold, do you want to say hi to everybody? That's I kind of introduced you a little bit. But
2: uh, hello, everybody. name's Reinhold. Um, that's
1: about it. Yep, <laughs> I don't know what else to say there. Yeah, we also pulled in. Um, we got the. Um, you guys all know him. He's uh, he's uh, running for a Congress. He's got a primary terms. We have got James Nice here in the chat. Um, he's going to do something, but he'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> back. Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah We've got Nice back. You know, um, the uh, undisputed uh, Dank Lord of Paladins right now going through there, proving everything that's broken and going through and destroying paladins.
2: Um, Still not rank one, though. So
0: <laughs> probably not, uh, work on It probably best. I'm not as good as Russians who can live 24 hours a
1: day on a game. Mm. Yeah, uh, vodka makes the game go better. Russians. Russians?
2: It's necessary for that game, I think. Vodka really helps.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And we even got Ryan Hold on it, like, because on Friday nights we do, like, a little gaming session. So, um, I got it. I moved the camera, and I'm so used to the camera being here, and I actually moved it so that it's at my main screen. So I should change the way I focus and look. But I'm so used to it over here, so I I apologize. Um, uh, last Friday, because, like, a Friday we do our game night, I still make sure I do that every Friday, hook or crook. So some Fridays I do not feel like doing it. I feel like sleeping. But, you know... I love the hanging, I love the hangout aspect of the, uh, uh, wall chat or just a chat forum, just hanging out playing games. Even if you don't play the game with us, I wouldn't appreciate if people would just, you know, like some people have, just hang out in the Twitch chat, in the chat, and just hang out and talk with us while we game. You know, you can play a completely other different game. Granted, if, you know, if we're playing Paladins or some other game that's team, we're gonna shout a lot of team things are going on in the game, but, you know, it's here and now there. Um...
2: And I felt responsible to uh, try out Paladins since I did get you guys to try out Dirty Bombs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a completely different shift, the games are. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, now you can see how we were like, took took us a while to really start getting Dirty bomb because that's what we were used to doing Paladins and going over there. It's like a different system because, as you saw, the hitboxes aren't the same. Nope. Yeah. In order you can't for wall jump, order, it's like uh. yep. In order for me to get a headshot with Lex, I have to aim over a head into the far left, and I usually hit most head boxes on that game. Or on Paladins, I should say, Dirty Bomb, I can actually aim for actually the hit the hit part, and I get headshots. It's they
2: released a they released a new Merc today too, by the way, called Hunter, which is a uh, another sniper, but it uses uh, crossbows.
1: Good old bows, good old, good old crossbows. I'm sure, like a lot of people, have listened to the uh, the. Is the Tuesday show launched yet on the podcast? Is it? Is it? Has it released yet? I didn't. Uh, it, I don't know if it's released officially yet. Okay, okay. I was going to talk about some stuff, you know, cause cross. <laughs> that's one thing I didn't bring up about the whole bow and arrow aspect about guns last night on Tuesday's show. But you know, you can use bow and arrows to hunt. Da da like other weapons and stuff like that. that
0: I'll tell you what, like, the the game with the worst hitboxes I've ever played was a game called Mercenaries, where, like, you couldn't get headshots because the head just wasn't didn't fill it out, I guess, on, like, the the second game. But the whole game uh, was just based around, like, a North Korean conflict, so Mm -hmm. if you couldn't get the headshots, you could always opt for, like, the mini-nuke so you just nukes like the entire area, you just run through, nuke, 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 and you just watch the entire continent blow up. You had like Russian mafia chasing you, the Chinese <laughs> army chasing you, the UN being like, you can't be using orbital <laughs> nukes. I'm, like, I'll be using orbital nukes till I die, son.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you guys like PC gaming, um, go ahead and like join us with like while we go on PC game on Fridays. I appreciate it you know, like, you guys coming and hang with it. Let's see, we've got a uh, Farkas Nougat, so, like, how do y'all listen, um, but can't type much, work at working out, but that's fine, you know, hanging out in the chat, just hanging out with us, just hanging out, that's the main key of uh, uh, low-key walls, it's more of a hangout, and just more of a chill, more atmosphere, and, um, and just bringing up different things that are going off, like, alright, so, one thing I like, uh, I am gonna bring about is, like, this whole idea of the aspect of Um, They were talking about, like, bows and arrows and stuff like that, and knives and swords and stuff like that for, like, the gun control argument. I was watching people talk about this, and it always freaked me, like, and it makes me me realize that a lot of people understand and see combat only for what they've seen in movies, which, it's understandable. That's how most people get and receive, like, any type of combat that they actually see is through um, just television and movies. So, like I said, that idea that, hey, if a guy has a smaller um, uh, round capacity magazine, hey, you should be, you can be able to stop this person while they're reloading. And I don't know what crappy John Woo movie, uh, Matrix movie they were watching when they thought that was a possibility, but that's how you get shot in the face. <laughs> You don't rush somebody with a gun that has ammo unless it's your last ditch effort, and you know, either you're gonna get shot in the back or shot in the front. It's the only reason you would do that, or you really think you've got the drop on this guy, or he's really fiddling, or his gun's all jammed up, you know. Uh,
2: Well, the other thing is, people don't realize how quick people can reload a gun.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
2: It's less than a second, so what are you gonna do? in that half a second you're gonna be able to like, jump in and stop him while he's reloading. He takes you click a button that drops the old one out, you pop the new one in, you're done.
1: Yeah. The other thing is it's it's also a big stick. You know? They like, saying they have the bayonet mouth. You just got sh- stab stabbed at a bayonet, right? Or, you know, it's it's what you you got your sidearm of a handgun sitting on your chest on a flag jacket. You could just pull out a different gun and get shot with that gun. Um, let's see, then the you were talking about bow and arrows like, well, if you don't have an AR-15, you can hunt with bow and arrow, just hook with a bow and arrow and I'm like, okay one, I'd rather be shot with a gun than have someone hit me with a bow and arrow because that arrow's got to come That's coming out one or two ways, either back through direction it came in it came from, or out the backside, <laughs> and both options suck
2: <laughs> well, they'll have to make crossbows illegal, right? Like crossbows,
1: <laughs> yeah and dealing with, like, and, like, most bows strength, like, like most people who hunt with bows, and, and, you know, all the bow hunters out there, um, if, correct me if I'm wrong, most of them are, uh, the modern compound bow with all the pulleys, it's hard to pull it, but it's, it's more of a, it's toned for going through, different animal hide and going far distance while hunting out there in the wild to go through I don't know fleshy human skin at 30 yards doesn't have to be ha- I, the pulleys can be weakened enough so you know a moderate person can pull a pulley back on that sucker and that's if you use a modern compound bow with pulleys you know we're not talking about someone went out and got an old time bow bow an actually have to pull this thing back with some wood um, but you know that's you know here now there on that I've, yeah that's the only thing i, I, I well I mean how
2: many how many stories do we hear about somebody with a knife killing a bunch of people. I mean that happens. Knife even if you even if you get away with that then you've got well now we could got explosives we gotta worry about. We've got trying to make all things Trucks. that could possibly be made into an explosive and not to be illegal. I mean when you start getting into this idea that you're going to make everybody safe mm-hmm. you have to have a huge police state to do that. Right. There's no way right to police all this stuff and make everybody because how many you know in in the UK people getting run over with trucks and cars Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I mean this isn't this isn't something where people are not going to shift they want to kill somebody they're going to kill them they're going to find a way to do it they're going to find a way to do it efficiently because they're not stupid
1: yeah yeah and the other thing is like yeah, in the UK they have tons of different knife attacks they people uh, so they do not go around on the street unless they have their knife on them a lot of the young kids make sure they have knives on them um just for protection from uh, but you know in the UK um they still have gun deaths they, people get stabbed with a knife and the idea like well not you know don't worry about knives you can't kill that many people with a knife you know bull crap you can kill a lot of people with if you have a knife and someone doesn't have a knife you're going to get messed up just how it is um look at it doesn't matter it's a virtue signaling campaign to keep the base r- base roused up yeah that is true because if the democratic base doesn't stay riled up and they also got and um the whole um rules for radicals They had to keep changing the message up to keep the base riled up because if they don't and it goes the message goes stale, most a lot of people stay at home it, um, this November and you know you go, they don't get the votes. So yeah, we'll kick under it. It's probably mostly that considering like how they're trying everyone. That's why
2: we didn't hear a lot of it after the Las Vegas shooting. We're hearing a lot more now because it is 2018 mm-hmm. and there is this election coming up, and they're wanting to get some real damage done on these guys. They want to kill the NRA and thinking that that's going to cut the funding for all the people who are republicans and it's it's a really sad way to go on about it but i mean just imagine if there was a campaign by the republicans to get rid of the ACLU
0: right i mean right. the nra the funny thing about the nra is it still wants the internet wants gun regulations like if you ask any nra like spokesman or anybody that works for the organization right mm-hmm. like how do you feel about legalizing fully automatic weapons basically repealing the 1934 gun act mm-hmm. um they'll say, like, well, I don't think we should. You know, I don't think we should. We shouldn't have, like, Tommy guns anymore. We shouldn't have, like, those types of guns. So, like, people, like, the NRA is just about, like, full-blown legalization of all guns. Not really. The NRA does a lot of, like, they write the legislation for gun control half the time. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll let this pass, but we'll ban this. We'll let this pass, we'll ban this. It's not like, you know, certain gun groups are like, yeah, I should have, like, a fucking 150 drum round AK, fully automatic, 40 millimeter grenade launcher attachment. You know, where it's just like for what? Duck hunting. You know, <laughs> it's like. Oh,
2: um, well, and, and to be fair, the NRA has gotten a little bit more conservative over the past couple uh, decade or two. They they were a lot more into you know that more of education and and being being okay with some gun regulations, but I think it's kind of swung so hard that they're really they dug their teeth in. Basically, so they're becoming a little bit more just resistant to anything anymore. Well, a lot of people are kind of abandoning the NRA and going to the Gun Owners of America anyway.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah, it. Um, um, the, yeah, the GOO, and there's other gun groups, stuff like that. And some don't belong to most gun groups. And some people are only members of the NRA or Gun Owners of America simply because they want the liabilities insurance. So if they actually if they have to use their gun in self defense, they've got that insurance there.
2: Right, and and another thing you guys were talking about last night is how many gun owners were. How many people are gun owners, but the government doesn't know it? Right. I mean, I've got guns, and I don't think I've bought a gun ever.
1: Allegedly.
2: Right, so it's not, you know, they're passed down through families, so there's no knowledge that anybody ever has that I would have a gun. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how they know that that number's accurate or not.
1: Yeah, correct, yeah. That's the other thing with it is... uh, you know, because there is no database, unless there is a database, and so rounding up guns would require them to go around to each house, go inside, and search each person's house. Each person's
2: house. That's, that's the funny thing, when they're talking about rounding up guns, I'm like, do you know why J- Japan never um, invaded the coastal United States? It wasn't because they couldn't get here, it wasn't because they you know, it was because they, were, they knew that they did they were going to have every American with a gun shooting them. Yeah, shooting back, shooting back at them. Yeah. yeah, does the does the government think it's going to go any better when they start rounding up guns? Right, he's it's right, going right. to be bloody.
1: Yeah, and uh, it, it 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 will be a very unfortunate event. I have no idea how it's going to turn out, but it will be very unfortunate because the last time gun confiscation happened in in the United States, it did get bloody. Because it well, it wasn't in the United States; it was the colonies at the time. Sorry. <coughs>
2: It just depends it how the U.S. marked the revolution, didn't
1: it? Yes, yes, it did. That's what. That's what. That's why. Like um, the whole, like the, the. Uh, uh, What's that stupid guy? Um, got arrested. Let's see, who was this guy's name? Oh man, I'm going like failing at American history right now. Uh, my whole like one light, one of by sea, two you know two of by sea, one of by land. Where the British were coming in. The British are coming. They were coming in to collect guns. Cause they, yeah they were
2: and, and he wasn't even he didn't even do anything that night that's the funniest part pollters you thinking of yeah, Paul Reuters, and you I go. just Paul I saw a thank, great thank story you. on that where he was actually um, he didn't get very far on his ride but two other people were the ones that actually succeeded <laughs> in their rides yep. and they were the ones that were real heroes but he had the poem written about him so he got the uh, the acclaim for it, it was, actually I think one of his relatives his uh descendants that commissioned that poem and made it famous mm.
0: typical middle manager man yep <laughs> smart move <laughs> uh, so uh, collecting guns would be stupid um, if only because like not just you have to go door to door you have to register all those but even if you get to, like, to the point where people are Boy, you're collecting my guns i going to shoot back uh, it's just going to be a lot of collateral damage like right. it's going to be, you know, if you start shooting back at the government, the government shoots back at you. How far is the government going to push? Like if you're in a small town, your whole small town's like, well, we're going to shoot you back. We're going to come through. Mm-hmm. When's where's the limit before the government's like, fuck it, we'll just drop VX gas on the town. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, well, fuck.
2: Yeah. How well did how well did alcohol um, confiscation and drug confiscation work?
1: Well, that's the thing. Like, um they only went after people who either didn't pay off the people going after collections or they had to wait for someone to snitch on somebody.
2: And the funny thing too is that you're gonna have all the people who want to get rid of guns just saying, Well, it's just gonna be the gun owners that get killed, so who cares?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you have to do it sneaky like, right? Like as time goes on, like technology increases, right? Mm-hmm. The old these guns you have now, they're just basically mechanical devices that work. You start to introduce guns that require, like, fingerprints to activate. You start getting to like, electronic guns, which are just basically energized guns that shoot bullets. They're already trying to implement the, uh... This gun only shoots for this user type of system. Yeah. Uh, once you, you know, you go 100 years, 200, 300 years in the future, when all these guns start to become electronical as opposed to mechanical... Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier to confiscate them at this point because you can just disable them. You know, it's not just a matter of, like, well, I have to actually go physically get the gun. I can just uh, EMP blast an area. Um, I can just do a whole bunch of disable every single gun in the area. Then you are like, it's just a brick. Uh, <laughs> the only people that would have guns at this point that would work are people that keep, like, these really pristine uh, ancient relics, like people that keep pristine muskets. Yeah. But how long well, is your AR going to last, you know?
2: How long does it take, I mean people learned how to make guns. It's not like you're not going to be able to have people building guns. With 3D printers, it's not even going to be an issue. Well, right? So people are yeah. going to be making their own guns anyway.
1: Well, not even 3D printers. Just CNC machines that are already like available, yeah. you know. And there's already so many places that um, there's so many like uh, South Afri- like not South Africa, but um, African towns have showed people that they will make guns out of anything. As soon as they make a bullet, they you know, they figure out how to make guns and get, and they get people get guns.
0: You know you know they, do, they blow their hands off a lot too you know oh, yeah. it's oh yeah it's there will be people that make them but like the bulk of like the population at that point probably won't do that you know so it's just like you get your electronic guns they don't work anymore because the government disables them then you just get rid of guns at that point it's like well you know we' just lock them down so only these people can have them and they have technology access to it they to print it so that's that's what the government probably is going to try but to do. Do they think that's going to work out well?
2: I mean, seriously. I know that they keep saying, oh, Australia, oh, UK, but they, the rise in violent crime in those areas after getting rid of guns, because nobody could defend themselves. I mean, they don't have, they, they talk about this gun ban in uh, Australia. They don't have a gun ban in Australia. There's 100,000 guns or more in Australia right now. Right? Yeah. So you can still get a gun in Australia, and there's still people defending themselves, but they also have you know, arson attacks went up, knife attacks went up, other types of violent crime went up uh, because there was no way to defend against it anymore because people would give it up their gun. Can,
0: can we get a, a demographic yeah. to showcase where the violent crime goes up inconclusive to people that immigrated from Southeast Asia? <coughs> Muslims! Oh. <Okay. laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> uh, it, it's funny. It, it's really funny. It's, um, it's always correlated like that. Like it's when you get a huge host of population, you get a lot of bunch of immigrants that come through here. Even like no matter where the immigrants are from, even like Irish immigrants that came to the U.S. like two hundred, like one hundred fifty years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like when they came here, they, the crime rate went up because the goddamn Irish. So what the goddamn Irish doing? Like well, they didn't have any jobs. They kind of just sat around. Uh, Worked in factories that they could. So they went to street crime. You know, I have no jobs as an Irish person. So I start these Irish mobs, these Italian mobs, and they start doing more street well, crime.
2: Well, you got to remember, most of that happened during the same time we had Prohibition when all the crime was increasing anyway. So they were able to jump in with those types of mob activities because they were the easiest way to... It, it's the same thing with now when you have all the gangs with the drugs. You know, if you're a, a young... Person who has no future and can't get anywhere, and the the gangs are out there, you know, you're joining them in order to get by because you think that's your only way out.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting in the chat. Yeah, someone asks, Danger 317 asks, wins the ASMR. I don't know. Yeah, and 3D 3D and CNC machines are becoming cheaper and cheaper and cheaper each day, and uh, it and just like um ingenuity people just will just keep creating and it m- can make some weird inter- interesting devices. Um, I think I posted a link I- uh, a YouTube video in the um we Libertarians group. It's from the first episode of Burn Notice where uh the guy goes like I like guns cuz guns make people dumb. I'd rather take duct tape at a hardware store any day because, you know, it makes you creative and you do some very dangerous things in a hardware store with duct tape.
2: They don't get the, you know, people, human beings are actually very inventive and and smart about those things, and yeah, guns are easier, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's, it's not like you get rid of guns and all violent crime just goes away. It's a silly notion to think that that's going to happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the other aspect of people, like, um, what I always tell people is like, you know, it's, you know, guns are the, you know, I always show people, guns are the great equalizer, you know if you're eighty five year old you're walking around there's no way no matter what you know or what you can, or what you think you can do you, there's no way you're overpowering like you know sixteen year old use you know even if like uh even myself, I know how to fight and handle myself, but you know some sixteen year old would probably you know beat the crap out of me for the simple fact that he's sixteen you know full of testosterone ready to beat the crap out you to beat the crap out of somebody, but you know I have access to guns and will shoot. We'll shoot
2: think about this if if the person who did the uh the shooting had wanted to kill more people than he did. All he had to do was lock up the main entrance to the ha- to the to the building.
1: But we're not suggesting, we're you suggesting you know anyone do anything.
2: No, no, no. But just take two cans of gas, mm-hmm. you know, lay them around, and then set it on fire. Yeah. What was gonna yeah. What would happen? People would be die. You know. I mean, it's it's. The thing was is he wanted to see them die, and that's the mentality we've got to get. If we focus on the mentality on why people are doing this, mm-hmm. then we would we would better understand and better handle why these happened in the first place and fix it. But no one wants to do that. Right. There's a story just today about how a teacher used to send home a request to parents to say, you know, give me a letter telling me a little bit about your child so I can better uh, take care of them while they're here. And she used to get, you know, 99% of the of the students' parents would send back a letter saying, oh, this is my child and this is, you know, the things about them that she should know. She said now she barely gets 20%, 20, 30% of those back. Mm-hmm. And they don't even, they can just send them in an email. They're not even doing that. So she, the parents aren't taking an interest in the kids, mm-hmm. right? And kids are, are, there's so many issues that need to be dealt with that we're not dealing with instead we're talking about guns instead right yeah and it's right. going to cause more problems going down the line because nobody's taking a look at what the issues really are right how does it, how does a kid get to that point to think oh i'm just going to shoot up my school what what's going on through his head that's leading him down that path and why aren't we fixing it first
1: yeah yeah and that's some of the stuff we did talk about like on Tuesday night show or like how do you have access what are the other roadblocks, and the aspect of it. just like anyone? This because the three of us here and the in in the um, right now talking are all in IT, and we've all been in that IT room when when something bad has happened, and you've got some idiot that goes, you know what? It's this thing. I know it's this thing that's broken. You know, we just need to switch it out. You know, without even looking at any logs or looking at any of the monitoring devices, they just know that it's. They just have this idea in their head that it's it's this this router that's bad. It's this switch that's bad. It's something in this thing, or it's it's the server well, that's worse, bad and they, want to, they want to
2: switch it out what's worse is i've been in a lot of situations in it where you you come up to a, there's a problem and the first thing people start doing is well it's this person's fault this person ha- did this this is why this is happening instead of saying let's fix the problem first right. and then let's go see what caused it or let's let's go find out who you know the person was responsible and make a bet- make it so that we eliminate this from happening again right so mm-hmm. it's not nobody's wanting to just Fix and look at the problem and fix it. They want to try and start throwing blame. They want to start because they think they know it. And it's like, you don't know what was going on in this kid's head. You don't know what was going on in this kid's life. You don't know why he decided to do this. And until you know that, you're not going to fix the problem.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yep. Because he could have got 20, I can think of 20 different ways that a kid who's intent on doing what he did Mm -hmm. would be able to accomplish what he did without access to an AKA. an AR-15.
1: Correct. Yeah, it's Correct. not that hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And just like I was, uh, and I said last night, like you know, like they always talk about, like we need to arm teachers, energy students for theft. You're just like, hey, you know what? When I looked at this whole incident, you know what would have stopped this guy? What would have stopped most of these like mass shooters? Blocking physical access. It's well, not just that. Blocking. Somebody
2: talking Blocking. to the kid and saying, "Hey, you're you're okay. Well, hey, you're, I, you're, I, you're I, not I, a horrible person. I, I, you know that sort of thing."
1: Yeah, I get that on that yeah, point, yeah, but, but I'm but, talking about but, a more but security.
2: But yeah, but tactically, why was he even allowed on that school if he wasn't if he had graduated already?
0: Did yeah. Elliot Roger shoot some people or kill some people because the girls wouldn't fuck him? Yes. like something ridiculous like I that. Yeah. I
2: bet you most of most of the boys that are doing that. I bet you if you find it, it's because a girlfriend broke up with him in a horrible way and it caused them to set them off and the whole school laughed at him and he was being bullied or he was being treated badly. Almost guarantee you every one of those is that and they had no deterrent. They didn't have a strong home life because trust me, I when I was bullied, when I was a kid, very hard. And if I didn't have a strong family support system, I could easily see something like that going on in my head where I just think that the whole world's against me. Am I over. I'm just going to do go out a blaze of glory, as it were.
0: Well, if, if the problem was, like, you know, at least in Elliot Rogers' case, probably this kid, too, because, like, the the kid that showed up in Florida, he, he's not, he's kind of goofy-looking, you know? It's just, it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Um, they always use, they always write manifestos. Like, most of them write manifestos. It's always, like, this is blah, 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 so I feel so I feel like that. And it, it always com- comes down to it's always like an angry young man, angry at what, angry at I'm not getting girls, angry I don't got no friends, angry that I'm a nineteen, twenty year old loser. I'm nothing going on. I'm not in college. I'm not working. You know, there's a lot of anger.
2: And this kid in Florida, if I remember reading right, right after this happened, one of the well, he had a bad breakup right before you know he left the school or whatever. He was he had some girl break up with him, and I'm sure it had it so, had a lot to do with it, just because. Of how it went, most likely. It probably wasn't a very, uh, happy experience well, to put it he, that way, because well, <laughs> it isn't like that in high school, you know, it's not like oh, we're just not, we're not seeing eye to eye, we're just gonna, I'm just gonna break up with you. It's usually a very humiliating
0: experience. Well, Dylan Roof shot up at that church, uh, the fucking tr- alright, when, when he shot up the church in Charleston, it, there was like a whole list of things that precluded to it. Um, Dylan Roger, uh, or whatever his name, Dylan, I forget his last name, uh, yeah, you don't need to say the shooter's names. Yeah, yeah. He had a girlfriend. Girlfriend fucked a black dude, something like that. Mm-hmm. So after that event, that event that, you know, Tyrone just threw that dick. You know, just yeah. just threw that dick harder than he ever could. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he felt inadequate. He felt cut. Yeah. You know, just escalated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what did he do? He immediately went on the internet typed up some angry stuff on the internet, joined some national socialist movements, went to some white supremacy websites, boiled down to a point, I'm going to shoot up the black church. So... Is inability to get over the fact that hey, you know, it's not your, not the black dude's fault, not your fault. Your girlfriend was probably just a whore, man. <laughs> to be honest with you, right? Yeah. Of at, at that.
1: Well, it's yeah. Well, they the kids in high school. They're not very mature sexually. They're still experiencing themselves, figuring out about themselves, and you know. And also, we're not saying that these women have a responsibility to not, you know, to be stuck in relationship with guys. We're not saying that at all. Uh, hope not. Hope you guys aren't saying that. I'm no, 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 no. It, it's uh, not that. But, it's it's uh,
2: just that. Okay. Here's the, here's my. But you're question. just. I know what you're just. saying situation.
1: Yeah. Situation.
2: But yeah, it, and emasculated teenage boys are not the most stable people in the world. I'll give you that. But sure, yeah. So the, we were talking about homeschooling a bunch of years ago, and somebody was like, "Well, I want my kid to learn to to the socialization skills." And it's like, "Well, who do you want the kids to learn socialization skills from?" From a bunch of other kids who don't have socialization schools are all figuring it out right. or from your parents and your parents friends and people around that all know how to you know to deal with each other in a, in a social manner right so maybe maybe this whole learning your socialization skills in a school setting is not the best idea
1: I will say the Libertarian kids who are like 14 years old, I understand Robert's Rule of Order. They kind of suck sometimes. Um, here in the chat, we've got uh, Wicca Kenders and let's see, or well, Frank said, yeah, we call those people Management Harry, ha ha ha. Um, so Wicca Kenders goes, those manifestors are what should have been expressed to a mental health professional. Let's face it, I think, I think it's all guys here. There's not a lot of mental health support out there for men. To boot, we as men have a culture of shaming when it comes to getting that kind of support. Yes, there's a lot of culture of shaming, stuff like that when it comes to men and mental health. And there's, there's all, a lot
2: of things. Hmm? There's just a lot of things that should be done that nobody's taking a look at. So that's my main, this main problem about this. Is everybody's focusing so much on the guns; they're not focusing on what society's doing to cause these boys. To think that this is a rational
0: response—it's you know, the, the problem with the society, man—is like I can go to twi- like Tinder, right, and right. I can just swipe right, boom, swipe right, boom, swipe right, until I find someone that wants to bang me. You know, that's—you have this society where things are instant gratification. That things just happen like this. That right. people are are so stuck in their own agency as a person that they're so individualistic that they're so narcissistic in such a degree that. Yeah. When something bad happens, something that's out of their control, something that they can't figure out why it happened, why it's not about me, uh, mm-hmm. people break, and so when they break and they go on rampages like that, I'm shoot up to school because I, you know, my girlfriend did this, and it, it's it's a double it's a double edged sword. Like libertarians, we like to say, like you know, individuals, we we, we believe in individuality, but there's a good side of individuality that being like a complete individual allows you the freedom to do what you want and you're not bothering anybody else and you're living your life to the fullest but there's also a really darker side of individuality that goes fringes on like extreme egoism, extreme narcissism um, all these negative things that kind of get accompanied with it
2: Well, I think individuality you still have to respect other individuals you just have to have empathy for other individuals that doesn't preclude one or the other but the problem is is that we're expecting schools to be the teachers of socialization. And there's no way they can do that. First of all, they're not equipped to do that. They're not trying to do that. And it's the worst place in the world to try and learn socialization from people your own age who also are trying to learn socialization. Because that's going to create nothing but clicks, uh, peer pressure, bullying. All that stuff is going to go on. So why aren't we teaching kids? Why aren't we giving kids tools to handle socialization? as they're growing up, because apparently the par- the, ter- the parents aren't doing it a good enough job. They've abandoned their responsibility for doing that, so you know, when do when does society step in and say, we need to give our children the tools they need to function in the, soci- in the society and handle these things when they come up?
0: Well, there's, there's just people that can't handle it. Yeah, I, I can give you the tools all day, you know, just like, hey, there's uh, lectures, we'll go over it, there's like, uh, experiments we can do to get over how to like socialize properly, but when you look at the data, like, I think I posted the data before of how school shootings increased, like, starting in the 1960s, where it just started going up, like, astronomically, it went from, like, 3 to 5 to 7 to 22, you know, it just starts going up. And it's just odd because when you look at the years that shootings started to go up, it's definitely, like, a high degree of liberalization that's uh, when birth control started hitting the market, when antidepressants started hitting the market, when video games came about, when people started like not following like traditional methods of like living their life, it's not just like we're going to do what my grandparents did and my my, my mom and dad did. there's different avenues to go after it. The more you liberalize these people, they weren't ready for it. You know, some of these people were just not ready for it. So, as time went on, things were going to get more and more free certain people, certain segments of society just were not able to follow along with the path. They're left in the dust. So when you get to tell like Dylan, people like Dylan Roof, I, I remember this last name, that when his girlfriend's just like, you know what, I'm just going to go bang this other dude. To her, it probably was no big deal. I'm done with this relationship. I'm going to go bang somebody else. Mm-hmm. But in Dylan's mind, he's probably thinking, this was my girlfriend. This was my um, person I'm going to have sex with. This is I own this agency, and that's a really archaic way of thinking. Especially when you live in like twenty seventeen, that or twenty eighteen, uh, mm-hmm. things are so instantaneous. Things happen like that. People ghost people all the time. It's just, it's just how people are today. Um, if you have this archaic way of thinking, you're just kind of confounded. How how could a woman do that? You know, this woman's a whore now. You know, that's how, what he's thinking. So he just goes out and gets angry about it. Um, he wasn't ready for that. You know, if your if your views archaic, you're not ready for that. Um, so you lash out about it. I mean, a lot of but why wasn't
2: but why wasn't he ready? That's the question. Is why isn't he at a, at a point stable enough to be ready for that? If he's a, if he's ready to date, he should be ready for the consequences of dating.
0: It, it, he, he probably wasn't ready because I don't think anyone told him what to do. I think he mostly got his opinion online. When you get your opinion online, you're listening to a bunch of people you don't know, faceless names. Um, you're listening to fringe political elements. Like how. What's your view on women? Well, who who are you getting it from? Are you getting it from like a peer group or are you getting it from like a National Socialist website? Because the National Socialist website will tell you, like, you know, she acts up slapper. But there's a difference there. Well, that's Um, why I think
2: there should be huge mentoring programs. And that's why, like Rupert and and stuff like he's done. So there should be mentoring programs for kids who need the help. Uh, If the parents aren't providing it for them and getting them out of poverty, getting them out of this mindset that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh just to have someone to talk to, someone to you know like big brother used to be a big deal. Now big brother who does big brother anymore?
1: Mostly right. inner city youth. So,
2: Yeah, not very many though, or it would be more effective uh, right, because that was a, that's a, an effective program. How, how are you going right? to so it's just not enough people aren't doing it. We need to be giving incentives for people to get into those programs.
0: Like how are you going to stop, right? Like say we we have these programs. What's to stop these people from going on the internet? Going to fringe websites, finding fringe ideas, and just latching onto those fringe ideas, which
2: because because yeah. a if if they are talking to somebody and checking in with somebody, people will be able to identify it, and second they will be able to tell them face to face, hey, this isn't a good thing, and explain why. You build those relationships up. Most people, if they feel like there's somebody cares about them, they're not going to go down this path. Look at the kid this in Florida, you know, his parent his parents were gone. He was with his other family, you know this other family that he obviously didn't feel like was caring about him enough. He didn't feel cared about. And as long as somebody feels like they're being cared for mm-hmm. by somebody,
0: they aren't going to go down this path. Well, I remember <laughs> it's funny. Cause like I've been doing this since like 2004, you know, like on 4chan and it's, I remember like the escalation, you know, just to the point, like I can, pinpoint every shift in like how people viewed things and how when boards started coming up how the, the discussions change um, you know going from B when it used to be like we're going to protest Scientology because it's just funny you know because Scientology is just a funny ass religion to troll because the overreact um, people latched onto that you know so people mm-hmm. would go there like we're going to fuck with these Scientologists because we'll just get some laughs out of it and it goes on and it goes on and boom here comes Gamer Day right so what what's Gamergate happens? It's like, okay, you get a bunch of feminists, right? So a bunch of these feminists just get mad at male gamers for some bullshit, you know, just some yeah. bullshit, whatever. Um, so people latched onto it, and the people that latched onto it weren't just people that were just wanting to get some feminists upset. A lot of people that latched onto it were a bunch of misogynist people, which were a bunch of MRA activists, which were a large tangent of like radical political thought latched onto it. So then it starts to evolve further until you get to the poll board. Now you're on the poll board and it's just a bunch of like anti-Zionist movements. It's a bunch of like national socialist movements. The people that were with us in Scientology just got swept up into this movement where they go from these funny little trolls wearing anonymous masks to full-blown like national socialists because that's just where the progression of this board went. Um, it, it's hard to stop that to some degree if like, you're part of a community, and the community just starts to shift, and you shift with that community. And that's just where you are now. Um, right, but
2: no, Online communities cannot override real human emo, uh, interactions with people. It's just it's not going to do it. The only reason those things succeed is because people aren't getting what they're looking for
0: in their real lives. It's because they, they they don't have any real interaction. The, the average exactly the average person on 4chan doesn't go outside, man. You know, so the, the, that's their their entire interaction is based on what they read online. Who they because because
2: they're getting from that interaction what they're missing in their real lives. If people were being tr- treated better in their real lives, they wouldn't be going there and doing that stuff. They wouldn't. They wouldn't be getting caught up in those communities. I mean, that's just the way it's always been. People get caught up in these types of fringe communities because they feel like that's the people who care about them.
0: Right. Well, if you, it's usually from people from like dad's not there, or it's from people that mom and dad are both working and never see them, so like they're at home all day and there's nothing to do at home all day besides just log on the internet and just read information, tons of information, get inundated with it. And just say, like, okay, this is funny. I'm going to go with it. And they get swept up into it. You know, it's like, well, what's the cause? Is is, is it uh, having to have two parents working all the time? Is that is that the beginning of the problem? That because, you know, when you're three years old, four years old, mom's working nine to five, dad's working five to nine, you don't see your parents. You know, you're at school all day. And when you come home, there's no parent there. The parent that's been working all day is probably taking a nap because they're tired. Um, right. Yeah.
1: Which you know, all these are things that are layers. That's stuff that happened. But like, it doesn't like that still doesn't explain some of the these other um, all these mass shootings and stuff like that. The other thing with it is that even though those things could lead to contribute and maybe a culmination of different things like that, when it comes down to the end of the day, these mass shooters and stuff like that, they're still rare occurrences, and we still don't really have a direct pattern on why these things happen.
0: Well. Y- do you think, I think it's like a philosophical question? Do you think society now is better or worse off than it was 50, 60 years ago in terms of like values and how people view each other and how people treat each other, and not just in real life, but online as well? Um, as time goes on, you know, does, do people, especially with access to technology and their ability to access information worldwide, no matter where it is, at like the type of a mouse uh, or click of a mouse? Uh, has it degraded our ability to empathize with other humans? Does technology degrade our empathy to some degree?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, let's see.
1: Here in the chat, we've got WikiKinder Kinder talk about, yeah, there's been a lot of decline in Rotary Clubs and Lions Clubs and stuff like that like that out there. So, yeah, there's been like a 30-year decline in clubs like that. And the same thing with Boy Scout membership, too. Um, that's another reason. what's what's well, a ploy. And why the real reason why the Boy Scouts allowed girls in there is because membership was low. Um uh, let's see. Drag- Danger three one seven says, "Love is a messed up emotion. Sure is." And what Kendrick goes back in is, is, "I mean, as a libertarian, I think the federal government doesn't have a role in a lot of things, but we need to be prepared as the individual to pick up the slack, to step up to the plate of we can solve our own problems locally." Well, yeah, just like Rupert, this way like he's more libertarian than a lot of them who want to give him hell for his views, but you know he steps up to the plate and puts his, you know, he puts his money where his mouth is and tries to help out youth. Um, season uh, he said he turned out. A, he was a latchkey kid, and he turned out okay. That's still remaining to be seen. Um, Wickender goes, uh, "Me too." The thing is, all kids are latchkey kids and are being raised by the internet. Uh, yeah. Um, see, uh, that's another thing. Is um, some kids, you know, like sometimes I think that some people are better off. Um, uh, some some aspects of of society are better off some are um, a lot of the times I see a lot of young kids just letting off steam especially young boys a lot of them are treated like crap at school uh, because most of our modern school system is set up to be more feminine than it is to be masculine masculine is seen as being wrong and fe- femininity is seen as being correct in our modern school system most uh, young men don't really see an older male all day because they can go to school where the uh, maybe the only person they see is male was the bus driver and possibly the janitor and everyone else th- you know their homeroom teacher is female and their teachers are all female and the principal's is probably the majority not either going to be either, either female or a very very old man um so yeah, um, that's what I see about that. So uh, I, to me, like all these things are like there's layers to things that why some men have issues. Uh, I don't still I don't think like a lot of these lead to mass shooting because there's just not enough data pre- present to give us that aspect. But a lot of these things that you guys are bringing up, I think it's a lot of things that hinder a lot of young men between their twenties and the thirties, that they are are just broken and need to be repaired, and they're not. You know society just for some reason is some are being fixed their own are finding ways to be fixed or some people are going out there another way to go fix them or they're noticing that their selves were broken and they are fixing themselves uh, my myself um, I had a lot of these issues too and I got fixed just because of the fact that um, the school system had a um, the my college school system was allow me to um, use my scholarship my extra scholarship money that I had to use it to pay for therapy through the school system which is awesome was an amazing I went to the psych building um, twice a week and I got to talk to a uh psych counselor, uh, not basically for free, but from the fact that I had more scholarship money than I knew uh, than I could shake a tree at, so.
0: Well, I mean, random acts of violence, especially, like, mass violence, they're not even new. You can just go back and read the Odyssey, like, at the end of the Odyssey, Odysseus comes home, and, like, his wife's there, and there's all these suitors. These suitors didn't even do anything. They're just there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just there. And he comes in with a bow and his sheepskin to camouflage himself, and just shoots them all dead all of them, 20, 30, 40, 50 dead. Um, you know, looking at school shootings, they go back to the 1800s here in the U.S. Like, we were shooting up schools in the 1800s with, like, you know, weak little pistols or whatever they were at the time. Um, there's always been instances of mass violence, and people have always done that. And I just think that there's some people that just don't fit in with society. They're always going to be people that don't fit in with society. Hmm. Uh, I, don't like, I don't like banning guns. I don't like mental... Health issues. Uh, solving it with like therapy was going to help some of these people. There's just some people just don't fit, you know, and they don't fit, and they just lash out, and you lash out. thanks get hurt. They harm themselves. They harm others, and that just goes back thousands of years. Um, I was
1: thinking I had a conversation with someone in the Discord about that. I'm not going to say the user's name, but they were talking about, you know, like is this more of a product because like during the '90s like that, there was a lot of peace time in, in on the in the United States. There wasn't really You know, no wars really to get riled up to go. People go and kill, and you know, and the aspect of the military, you know, they're not taking all some of these kids and stuff like that, or we're not allowing kids to go sign up when they're sixteen, or so they just go in the military to burn off all this steam. I don't know. Um,
2: I still think it's I think it's related to the war on drugs. We started locking up a bunch of nonviolent offenders, Mm -hmm. and their kids were left without fathers.
1: Yeah. 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 Which does a lot of damage into the black neighborhood, which also has some of the lowest of legal gun ownership, but has most of the gun deaths.
2: Yep, and and it's just and the reason why it focused more on the on the black neighborhoods is because that was where if you wanted to make your numbers, when you were being told that you needed to crack down on drug use, you'd go to the inner city where there was a lot more people that you could get in a smaller area than if you tried to go out to the suburbs and try to find it. Yep. So guess what happened. Yep. Yep, and then it started. Then it started creating statistics. This is all look the bad community's got this bug drug problem. We're going to focus our efforts on there. It was just like a self fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. uh, and now we've taken a whole society a whole. Group of uh, fathers out of the streets mm-hmm. and put them in jail for for no reason other than the fact that they were doing some sort of drugs and to that be and society to, didn't like yeah and, he, and to be racially
1: and to be racial fair um, they also do that to the Irish as well that's another reason why Northern Ireland is regulated differently from um, England that's one thing like a lot of people like don't miss the aspect of Northern Ireland after doing all the different IRA conferences and stuff like that is that they're regulated by their own set of laws in Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland has guns. <laughs> they have people walking around with concealed weapons permits and guns in Northern Ireland for protection. Yeah, it's probably safer than the UK. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing is that, that the UK is now is now where the bombing's at, you know? Used to be in Ireland. Oh man, you go to Ireland you get bombed. Now it's, you know, enough to go to London. I hope, I, hope, I
0: hope you're not going out without your hijab on here in fucking Sweden. It's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, Sweden is just... Uh, Europe's... I don't get Europe's issue. Like, it's... It's tried so hard to be progressive, like, really progressive, and, and it, it just bites them in the ass, like, every time. I mean, like, you just don't learn from it. And I think it's just like <laughs> one of these things where okay, we did some bad shit here, 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 here in history, so they feel bad about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, well, we'll just do this stuff. It's like, well, we'll let all the immigrants in. It's like, okay, immigration's fine. I don't care. Um, But you can't have, like, we're just going to take every motherfucker that arrives on our fucking border and and just kind of just let them scatter throughout your city. Well, um, and
2: it's not so problem as long as you ensure that they're going to assimilate when they do. The problem is, is that they're not le- not forcing them to assimilate. They're not saying, "Hey, these are the laws; these are the rules. You will follow them if you're going to be here. If you don't follow them, we're going to kick your ass out." Right. 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 They're yeah. not doing that. That's the problem.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, so you get these yeah. En- yeah enclaves. They're enclaves. Like you can go to Sweden and you can go to an enclave as like a white man or a black man or a Chinese man, whatever, and you just walk in there and it goes from like stockholm to afghanistan really fucking quick and it's just like years ago
2: or near east side indianapolis or south side chicago i mean it, that happens everywhere
1: whoa, whoa 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 east do not compare east side uh, indianapolis to I, some of those places i grew in, I, I,
2: place. spent a, I spent a lot of time in near east side yeah. and i lived in chicago as well i will not compare them as being equal but I will compare them as being similar.
1: I'd rather walk they? around Foduce fo- and Post at, at 2 a.m. than I would ever walk like, like some of the terrible parts of I was France there, or Sweden. I was,
2: France. I, was on, I was living on college, or just off of college, when the, when the riots were here. Do you remember the riots? No. Like two days of riots that we had.
1: What year was that?
2: Oh, this, was, uh, this had to be 96, 97 maybe.
1: No, no, I do not.
2: I so do so what happened was, was uh, a guy got shot by the police. The community got up in arms and started rioting. They destroyed the CVS that was there. They destroyed a bunch of buildings there at College and, and uh, 38th Street. Okay. And they basically had locked down three or four blocks. At least, it was more than that, probably. It was all locked down while these people were rioting. And I was trying to get home from work one night. And I was like, I couldn't even get to my house. I had to go around the back way and get around because helicopters were out and the riots were going on and they lasted two days
1: mm-hmm.
2: but and then then the community got mad because CBS said well, we're pulling our store out they're like well you, you you should be in here in our community and helping us it's like you just, you destroyed our store <laughs> yeah. why wouldn't
1: would we stay there right you know, yeah, yeah, yeah you just burnt my stuff down
0: well no it's the thing that's different from the east side of Indianapolis compared to like the enclaves in Europe is the the Enclave in like East Indianapolis. That's that's circumstances from redlining. That's circumstances from poverty that they just go there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, when the houses are thirty thousand dollars, and you can afford to live in a house on Post Road, mm-hmm. because years of not having any sort of like wealth building that's where you go it's not like you can just move to Carmel you know right. so when, right. when you look at like Sweden or like the UK or France have these enclaves that they're on full sort of like you know council benefits and they're just council flats they migrate there and they just walk and shut everybody else out so I can walk into the east side and I'm like yeah I'm not black I'm not like Latino which is the bulk of who lives on the east side but I'm not going to get assaulted. I'm not going to get harassed. It's just I'm just scared. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you sure about that? Because it will happen. There, uh, there are places I, in Indy where if you go and
0: you go into the wrong neighborhood,
1: I don't get harassed. No,
0: well, no, yeah. but I'm not going to get a truck a piece, you know, coming oh, yeah, at me.
2: No, I mean, it's different there, but it's a similar thing, too. They're going to those areas because they're coming in as immigrants and they're getting put up into this housing, so they're all kind of similar with each other. They're creating their own little enclave that way, right? So they're creating their little all of us know each other and we live next to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, we're similar to each other in some aspect or another. And it, it starts to feel like a community where you don't want anybody coming in and take, taking that over. <laughs> yeah. All right. I mean, there, there's, all right. There's issues there, you know?
1: Well, yeah. On the screen, I've put, put up uh, what i talked about, photos and Post, 42nd Post Road. Look at this church right here, the George's Fish and Chicken next to the liquor cabinet, the Marathon gas station, and all these basically um, housing apartment complexes it's sitting right here. Um, all right here, and, as, and if you come down to this one right here, this is one where it's all you know, basically, kind of Afghanistan-like, where these other apartments were are just vacant. Yeah, Indianapolis is, has such poverty and such whole, hole in wall some places where this entire apartment complex has had fire and so much problems that uh, it's just vacant property. No one lives here except homeless people who who squat. Uh, don't get me wrong, the apartments in this area they're freaking beautiful. And they got great floor plans. It's just um, they're you know, they're set up for people who, you know, basically are impoverished. So uh, and
2: I used to live on a uh, like twelfth street in Arsenal area. I mean that's that's not exactly the best place in the world to to
1: live, let me tell you. Yeah, as we here we talk about well, I was zoomed out, showed in Indianapolis, uh as you see fourteen five goes around in circle, that's why I call that's why it's called the you know, donut you got your donut count on you know, the donuts. You loop. You got the loop. I just like looking at the thinking of their
0: donuts show so. the potholes uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there probably are a lot yeah you can see the potholes here from the, the space map on the map from space. <laughs> space
2: I was driving to Liberty and Chill the other day I was coming from the north side because I had gone up to um, uh, Fries first right so I'm coming down Fall Creek and I'm like w- what the heck is this with the potholes oh man horrible. you went on
1: Fall Creek oof now the fa- they, they, now they did fix a lot of the potholes down by um, um, uh, the bigger meaner um, radio show that um, that dear leader works for they fixed those potholes
2: yeah, showed the, I saw the video that he posted where he's like, nice try. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it, it, isn't that just an issue of the state offloading what should be state highways onto the city of Indianapolis and expecting Indianapolis to foot the entire bill for these giant interstates and highways, which are state responsibility? Yeah. Because yeah. Of my surplus? Oh, yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's funny. It's like, okay, there's all these roads. Most of these roads are basically connected to highways, and it's technically state property. Um, the state should pay for it. But the offloads to of the Indianapolis that says, like, okay, Indy, you, you fix it. Indianapolis doesn't have the budget for it. Um, so, it's just the state just, like, basically rolling the shit downhill, saying... Well, most, no, you're the,
2: you're put it. most of the state budget comes from Indy. I mean, it's not, it's
0: not a joke about that. It does, because it's just the population, but... When it's the state's responsibility and the state has to foot the bill and the state refuses to do it. And it's just like, well, the city should fix it. And the city can't get it fixed because the city doesn't have the jurisdiction to fix the highways. And they have to go back to the state and be like, well, it's your jurisdiction. They play this back and forth. This was an issue in Frankfurt where the the highway that like 421 goes all the way up to Frankfurt, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a highway that goes into Frankfurt. And the city of Frankfurt fought for a year. Who fixes this like section of road that has potholes? Is it the state that fixes it, or is it the city that fixes it? The state would say it was the city. The city would say it was the state. Um, that goes on and on. So like a lot of these potholes just get tied up in like backroom, you know, bickering between state agencies and city agencies often. And people like, well, they just don't have the money to fix it. No, the money's there to fix it. They can easily do it. It's just no one wants to pay for it. The city doesn't want to pay. The state doesn't want to pay. So they're basically offloaded into each other to see who's going to crumble first, who's going to get most of the blame first. And this is why they don't get fixed. Uh, you know, these things can be fixed really easy. Like Japan fixes sinkholes the size of like a bus in under an hour. You know, these things are massive. It's not that it can't be done really quickly. Just. These agencies are constantly bickering with each other. Who gets to do it? Yeah, so, and
2: if, and they aren't doing. They are. They're not sending it out to private contracting to fix either. That's the other thing too. Is if they were saying, okay, we'll we'll get a private contractor come in, do it the lowest price or whatever. Come in and do it, and then if it's not done by a certain date, you get dinged this much money or that much money. You'd have more oversight and better
0: better well, roads, I think. Well, the state's kind of shitty with that, too. Even if they outsourced it, and we say these private companies go fix it, the state doesn't like to spend money. Like, it right. hates it, unless it's for their pet projects. Correct. Um, they don't consider these roads their pet projects. So what they do is they get really inferior materials. Like, they fill these holes up all the time with, like, really low-grade asphalt mm-hmm. that just collapses by next year. Yeah, that's the other problem, too, is they're not, fig- they're not making these roads
2: withstand the things they need to be withstanding. Yeah, so, so, so it's so. not I know it's easier like in Florida and Georgia where those where those don't get all the freezes and everything else, but why aren't we coming up with something that's better for roads knowing it's in the climate that's gonna get these Okay. Uh, freezing situations that cause potholes and fix those.
1: Well, that's the <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like in certain areas of of the country, like people do, like out in New Hampshire, they get frosties all the time, and but they understand that they've got to constantly keep patching and keep over cracks, because anytime a crack happens in the ro- road, they just seal it, they just quickly seal it, they seal the whole road up, and they do it quickly and efficiently, because if they don't, you know, they'll get a frosty and they'll tear the whole road up, or they'll get massive potholes up there. Like, these roads are... Like, the winters in Maine, Vermont, and New Hampshire are worse than it is here in Indiana. But the potholes are worst here in Indiana. One, could it be from all the, say, from the, the traffic? Or from the... Oh, is that Stone?
0: Yep, Stone's here. Stone's been here for like 15 minutes. Just haven't said anything.
1: Shit. I will
0: say that the roads in Macon... Are significantly better than the ones in Indiana, from what I've seen, because we do not have potholes anywhere near that. And our you don't don't get the
2: freezing. You don't. You don't get the the problems we have that
0: that that cause the potholes. Yeah, well, Georgia. At least my capital doesn't burn. How about that, boy? (laughs) Fair enough. uh, enough. But uh, it's just it's they're going to pick and your materials like it, it it's even if they do that so even if they finally get over this bullshit where it's like who pays for it city or state Um, it's it's going to be okay we'll pay for it let's get some bids in they get the bids in they go with like whoever's the cheapest mm-hmm. okay we'll fill it with this grade C asphalt that's going to fall apart next year and then they just don't they don't do routine maintenance on it so it's not but, do just, they, uh,
2: but do they do that or, or is it all done by DOT
0: DOT will take contract bids um if you request it so if you're a company and you want to do it and you do a contract bid for it you can put in a bid the city council votes on it or the state votes on it. okay you get the bid the problem with bidding with a government and a private industry is we we take bids in Frankfurt for reconstruction and over uh, whatever like these old buildings these historic district buildings mm-hmm. and you should I, you should see the markup that these private companies, Put on it because it's paying the government money. Like okay, right. I, I, I want to get cheaper than what the government could do it anyways. Yeah, so like we we, we built up the uh, let's say we're building a shed right in, in private industry. You have a competition. You're saying, I want to build the shed. You know, so you go with like we get a couple of bids. I'll build it for five hundred. I will build it for five fifty. I will build it for six hundred. You look at how at some of like the uh, the schematics they're going to use the materials they're going to use. You know, if so you make a design that I want the cheap ass shed for five hundred, or do I want the mid? range where it's like it's not so cheap but it uses better quality materials. So you could just choose on that. When, when a private company goes to the city council to be like, hey we'll we'll build your uh police station and like they're taking bids for it, people just pick, oh yeah five million, six million, seven million, you know, and the city's like, well okay, we'll go with it because we'll just use TIF funds and we'll use the TIF funds and we'll take a bond out. And they'll take a bond out and it's like oh, okay, five, six million dollar bond. And who cares if the city defaults on it because then the state comes in, it's like, okay, you, you had a $6 million bond for this uh, improvement in town and you defaulted on your bond agreement. So we need to get the money back. Well, how do you get the money back? The state puts a tiff tax on you. So the city is like, okay, we'll go ahead and tax my citizens an extra 3%. So you get more taxes every time a city does that. The city doesn't have to pay out their own bank account. The city will just leverage you and say, if we default on the loan, The state can come in and tax you at a higher rate to pay off the loan. So for the next twenty years, you're paying more taxes than anybody else because the state's taking it back from you. So there's no incentive for like any sort of competition here because you're the collateral. Like you're always the collateral. You know, it's just that's why I don't want the private companies to even touch the roads because you're just going to be used as collateral. They're going to do like a multi-billion-dollar project to fix all the roads in Indiana. The state of Indiana is like, well. We, we we just can't pay it. We don't want to touch our surplus, so we'll just tax you, and all the tax money goes to that private company. So it's it's a lose lose if they ever do that.
2: It's well, supposed to be taxing on the gas, so the gas is supposed to pay for the roads, right? That's what the gas tax is for. Really?
0: Yeah. Taxes yeah. For, I, I, I never I never heard of a tax for. Like, they, they say it. You know what I mean? The government always says, like it's it's a tax for this. Mm-hmm. This is like when you got the the stadium tax. You know, it's a tax for uh, the football stadium. I'm pretty sure they've collected well over the cost of the football stadium and those taxes. But that goddamn tax is still there. Every time I go get food, the extra two cents, three cents, whatever's on there, is still there.
2: Well, we need we need to be holding government accountable for that stuff too. That's the problem is
0: nobody holds them accountable. Right? So I mean, I mean, let's say let's say it's for the roads. Okay, we'll say it's for the roads and. They might take ten percent for roads, like repaint some like you know letters on the highway. You know, mm-hmm. redo the little Indiana logos and stuff like that. There, technically, it went to the roads. Where's the other ninety percent getting floated to other people's projects? They'll tack it they'll tack it onto a rider on a bill to pay for something else. Cricket yes. Stadium. So who's
2: monitoring stadium. that stuff and who, who's who's keeping them honest on that stuff? And nobody is apparently. So that's the problem. Nobody's keeping them honest and holding their feet to the fire and saying, look. You've got this much money coming in that's going to this account that should be separate from the general account, right? And that's the problem, is they put everything into a general account and then pull out of it for whatever they want and then the stuff that's supposed to be collected for it doesn't get taken care of. It's like all the all the tax money that was supposed to go to the lotteries was supposed to go to the schools. And that didn't happen. They got put in the general fund and they got put out for other projects and pay surplus and all that sort of stuff too. So so we as citizens aren't holding government accountable. For the things they're telling us they're supposed to be doing, because we're all too invested in this stupid left-right dichotomy that nobody wants to pay attention to the, what's really going on in their
0: local community. I mean, even if you you cared enough to get to double check it, right? It, it's like even if you're like the one or two citizens, like I'm going to watchdog you, I'm going to bring up this issue. Uh, Clinton County has an eight percent voter turnout. Out of that eight percent, ninety eight point nine percent were Republicans, and out of that ninety eight point nine percent of those Republicans, ninety two percent voted straight ticket. Mm. And so it's it it's, doesn't it's, matter because if you are if you are a Republican in Clinton County, and the only thing you have to really worry about is the primary, and you are you are you are always going to win the primary. It's very rare that someone loses a primary ballot. So even if I would say like you know my representative is uh, as an asshole, he wastes all my money, he just does whatever he wants. I hate this dude, and you can get hundreds of people to agree with you. You're like you know fuck this representative, he, he doesn't do anything. You get all these people to agree, it doesn't matter because most of these people that agree with you don't vote. So a bunch of boomers that are like 80 years old or whatever are gonna go out there and hit straight ticket. And the guy wins automatically because you're not voting. Like only people who are voting are the people that are at the and this is a shitty way to get votes too is the only people that voted in Clinton County were senior citizens above the age of 65 that lived at a retirement home. So even if you say, try to get them to change their votes, what the politicians do is they take absentee ballots to the nursing home, talk with the old people for five minutes, give them absentee ballots, and they straight ticket it. So the votes are already cash long before Election Day because of the absentee ballots. Because the only people that vote are these old people living in nursing homes in Clinton County. Mm. that's everywhere in indiana and such as Clinton county everywhere in indiana the majority of voters are these retirees all these people living in nursing homes that do absentee ballots so as long as you hit these people up you're always going to win because the voter turnout's so fucking bad so even if i hate the hate the politician and everybody agrees to hate the politician it's usually the young people that hate it but the young people don't vote so it it's a moot point you know you can't get them engaged They're like I need you to vote in the primary. I don't need you to vote in the general election. The general election is you're just going to do like a two choice thing, you know, or vote third party. I need you to go to a primary election and primary the dude out. You primary the dude out, you won the election no matter who was in there. Hmm. Huh. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean let's be real. If you hate Paul Ryan, are you going to get Paul Ryan out by running you know, as a libertarian or voting for a Democrat? No, you're going to get Paul Ryan out by primary. So, if you don't vote in the primary, which is the lowest election turnout in any election, he's never going to go away until he retires. And that's the only, that's the only time we got rid of Dick Luger was a primary.
2: Well, I wonder what's going to happen in California now that uh, um, Feinstein got rejected by the party. I mean, I think she's still going to win the primary, but...
0: I, I, don't, I don't think she think will. Think and I, don't think I, she'll yeah.
2: win the primary? No, it's... I know there's a fight going on in the Democratic Party between the old and new. And I get that's going on, but I don't. I just don't see her
0: losing the primary. I really don't. California shoots themselves in the foot. The Democratic primary is she was always banking on the same old Democrats voting, same old Democrats voting, when they increased their voter laws, basically include everybody. Which Younger college students like okay, anybody can vote. If those people even show up as one, two, three percent, she'll lose that primary. It's all it takes is for people that are not old people to vote, she loses that primary. And California's really been pushing that lately where we're gonna get more people out to vote that are just not retirees. If that happens, she's done. But well, as long as there's some radical element that's like, Okay, we're the local San Francisco antifa, fuck Diane Feinstein, state, you know, she's out. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. It really just one or two percent of the population that's not the average voter base is all it takes to win those elections. And people don't realize how like small those margins are. It's a one to two percent voting difference in the primary is enough to knock a establishment candidate off the ballot that's been there for 20 years. Just one or two percent. That's it. Well, we've, got,
2: we've got that in Indiana right now where we've got a primary going on on the Republican side that housed uh, Donnelly. I don't think Donnelly's going to make it. I mean, I think he's going to be gone. The question is: Is the Republican they're going to choose going to be good enough to beat them?
0: Um, it's like our district, CD four, uh, that goes from above Lafayette down to I think Green Green Castle. Uh, it's Fountain County, Clinton County, Boone County—all those fun counties. That's mm-hmm. that's like an R thirty-two district. Um, you're not winning this district unless you're a Republican. Um it's everybody runs it here for this. It's Rakita's old seat. Uh is whoever votes for this, like it's the one I'm in, and it's just like there's two dudes, it's, it's that brawn dude's brother and uh this immigrant guy. I don't think the immigrant immigrant guy's gonna have a chance. You know, it's like this is an R thirty two district. Uh you're running as an immigrant, which is bulge of shit, you know, especially <laughs> um you know, so it's pretty much just in the bag for this brawn dude. You know, no one's going to vote for Diego. He's got uh, people in Indianapolis running his campaign for him. The Engle, uh Engelberts are running it for him, I think. Okay. But it's you're an immigrant, you're Latino, in a R thirty two county that voted, R thirty two district that's voted heavily for Trump on anti immigration policies. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to make it it's like you're just gonna get demolished i mean like you'll, you'll you'll get some percentage points you know because there's definitely like a large latino uh uh population here in this district but you're out of your base man like it's you're at your base like, but he he's just got he's got money and he worked for the, the the pence administration and stuff like that which what you see on the other side of the Nina with like pence's brother as well and um people that worked under Pence was running. And uh, the only reason I threw myself on that ballot is because I looked at the ballot, and the people who are running. And every single one of these people that are running that are in, like the top spots, like, oh yeah, we're we're definitely uh, you know we're definitely gonna run could republicans this time, are all like the same acolytes from the same Pence administration. I thought that was just funny. It's just like is this the best you got in Indiana because we we're gonna run libertarian candidates. But all your opponents are basically people that work under the same administration as like my, uh, Mike Pence or no Donald Trump from doing stuff with Mike Pence, and it's just like a garbage. I mean, elections are fucking garbage, man. <laughs> they're just garbage. It's it's a good time to pop your mouth off on like public debates, but they're almost a joke. You know, it's just like you almost guarantee who's going to win before they win. <laughs> I wish it I wasn't like that. that yeah. walking back a little bit. Isn't uh, Feinstein's opponent more left than she is? I think so. Yeah. Younger, yeah. Uh, well, the one that's
2: getting backed by the Democratic Party yeah, is more left. Yeah. And that's a part of the problems going on in the Democratic Party is that you've got these people who are much more socialist Democrats, the, the Bernie bros, that sort of thing, and they're younger and they're wanting to take the party away from the old red dog uh, Democrats that are, that are currently in running, so in office. So there's, there's a big fight going on. It's fracturing the Democratic Party
0: uh, for that part. It has to go that way because the Democratic Party fringes on minority votes. It needs those to win. It, it's always
2: kind of it's, yeah. It's always kind of been a contentious situation in the Democratic Party because they are kind of a big tent party. All to be, to be honest, all three of the main parties are big tent parties. You know, the Democrat, the Republican, and the Libertarians are all still kind of big tents. Uh, so there's always the fringe element that's going to cause problems, right? right. It's, well, yeah, it's like yeah. happens in the Libertarian Party. We're seeing that now. So or the, yeah. we need, that's why I'm saying as Libertarians, we need to be stopping our infighting and, and stuff so that we can let the two, the Republican and the Democrats fall apart while we're Keeping
0: building stronger, and I hate to see us. Well, kind of you just gotta physically remove all the end caps. You know, it's, it's a, <laughs> a, that, that's that's the problem with the LP, and it's. Well, I don't. Well, the thing, I don't
2: mind them being in there, and I don't mean part of the problem But quit trying to turn the party into your own private debate club, that's so pure that three people are gonna vote for you.
0: I voted oh, yeah. for Daryl Perry. Like, okay, you voted for Daryl Perry. Cool. So you yeah. don't want
2: to win. That's the problem. If, if you don't want to win an election, you can do whatever you want and say whatever you want. You're never going to achieve anything or accomplish anything. But, you know, yeah, you can be that way if you want to be. I, I, was, I
1: will not have you guys bash the establishment uh, anarchist candidate, Daryl W. Perry. Okay? Alright? Establishment candidate. He had, you know, he was just too pure for you guys to understand. But I'm with you. Um, my, so main prob- my, my main problem, my main problem with like a lot of an uh, anarchists like in the LP party. I'm like, listen, like the party's there to win. If you want to be pure message libertarian or anarchist, you know, there's you know there, there there's room for that. But when you're part of the party, the idea like just like any other business like that, the like, goal is to win elections and get what you can and get accomplished. Not to spout or write philosophical prose or beautiful ornamental words when it comes to um, liberty. That's not what it's meant for. It's meant to win. Well, I
2: I kind of, that's why I started calling them um, um, hipstertarians because they're they're like hipsters in the fact that they love this band, right? And they love this this little indie band that no one's ever heard of. But if that indie band gets popular, Mm -hmm. they call it, they say they've sold out, they're not doing the same stuff they were doing before, they're. Watering down their music in order to be popular, and they get all upset and, and offended at it, and they turn on that band. And it's what I see happening in the libertarian parties. I you know, you start to get popular, they don't like it you know who, it's not their own little
0: thing anymore. They're not special. They, they were. They got so mad, like when uh, Augustus and Victor ran, and he had this whole identitarian little faction in the libertarian party, which is which is just great, right? And you just had the moderates, and you had the ANCAPs, who have just been always just arguing for, like, the last 10, 20 years. Uh, but here comes Augustus, right, who's just like, I'm here, I like, I'm I'm into witchcraft, uh, I think... Uh, white power. White power! Just uh, Right out the gate. And he, you know, is like, what the fuck is this? And he just, I, he just rationalized it in the most libertarian way possible. Our founding fathers blah 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 so and so like this it says all people are treated equal i don't consider other people not white people <laughs> like oh shit that's check like, straight out the gate mm-hmm. Slams it. and you know he was running to florida and people were getting upset about it. like this motherfucking nazis running blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like well you're, you're a big tent party um he's an identitarian it's he probably matches your platform ninety percent. The only thing you're disagreeing with is, is basically his huge racist tangents. You know, that's right. what he's doing. So like that ten percent difference is causing him to flip out of Florida. And it's like, Well, you, you welcomed it, you know, like you're and and, and CAPS you welcomed it. You know, like right. the ANCAPs are just like, I want everybody in, no matter what, the Rose vote and stuff. We just don't want status. Well, technically he's not a statist until you know he gets elected, then it's he'll, okay. Yeah, he will use the state to do things, yeah. It's it's freedom. We'll have freedom, we'll have, you know, AKs and heroin fields for us. But unless if you're a minority, you gotta go. You know, so it's like okay, where do you draw the line? You know, like he's he's all about all this freedom yeah, but, for right.
2: You know? But then then at that point you're crossing over into out of individualism, out of nap, and into you know areas that we just don't want to be part of. Well
1: right? yeah, yeah. It's that idea of like can you be racist and be a libertarian? Yeah, but can you be a part of the Libertarian Party? Hell no. Get out. Get the heck out. F you. No.
0: No. He, he's Racism he, is the lowest form of collectivism. I think yeah. that's what Ayn Rand said. Ayn Rand, whatever her name is. She's a cut. But it's <laughs> it's, it's just funny because the way he rationalized it there was he was like okay well, do you, hops doing a similar thing I mean it's just not it's not new it, it's he's just more overt about it it was just funny it was like it was saying okay like you're a human being right uh-huh. uh, and you're an individualist right and he's just going on about how you're an individualist it's like how do you view an ant how do you view a dog how do you view a horse like you, know, you usually view it as property or just a a thing you know that you don't care you don't care if you crush an ant you don't care if you swat a fly so he he likened like minorities right to a fly. It's like okay, you're a Muslim, you're a fly. So I'm I'm going to dehumanize you to a point that I'm not going to view you as a human. So if I don't view you as a human, therefore you don't have individual rights. Therefore I can do whatever I want to you. Which is okay, you're, you're an individualist at this point, but you're devaluing everybody else to not be individuals. So you're 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 almost like an authoritarian libertarian. It's kind of like a this weird. Uh, it oxymoron, if you will. It's like I believe in freedom, except for things I don't believe in freedom for. And li- uh, liberty for me, but not for thee. Was that the old saying? Yeah,
1: yeah. And it was almost was like there was. I think Stone. I think you posted in the Are Libertarian's group. Is like, what is your least libertarian stance thing? I think everyone's got that one stance, and theirs just has to be very deplorable.
2: Well, yep. this, wasn't it uh, Rothbard who said every libertarian gets one, gets one at one. View or issue that they aren't going to be libertarian on, and it's okay. But at some point, you have to draw the line. I mean, that's just.
0: I mean, I get. I think Tim McGuire got mad at. Uh, you remember when we did the uh, the Morty's thing, and I, I got up there to talk, and I said, like, you know, I, I'm in an isolation. That's Tim booed me. Like, booed. Mm hmm. He's like, he's like, boo. I'm like, over like, what, what? Like, it's. Being an isolationist I means I'm not building bases in foreign countries, I'm not fucking with foreign countries, they just go do their own thing. <laughs> he, he was mad because, like, it was just like, you know, okay, I walk down my country and I'll build them here, I don't invite anybody in, we just stay as, as static, you know. And he, he got upset about it. I'm like, well you're not really nation-building if you're an isolationist. Yeah, you don't take in immigrants either, but you're also not exacerbating the international problems by doing that. It's not like, okay, we have a huge influx crisis on like southern or northern border. We're not going over here. We're just left alone. Just leave you alone, you leave us alone, and we just do what we do. And you do what you do. Have, have fun in Wakanda, my friends. So <laughs> and he got so mad about it, and I'm like, I'm like, it's that's a pretty libertarian stance. I mean, yeah, it's not the open border libertarian stance, but it's right. I'm not. I'm cutting the budget ninety percent by saying that. You know, it's no. We're not going to build foreign bases. We're not going to have amnesty programs. We're just going to keep going until we truck until we can't anymore.
2: Hmm. You got to be point. able to anymore because you will eventually wither away and die. I mean, that's just the reality of it.
0: It, it would. You know, I think we're talking about in, in the group chat how it's like. I just want a nuclear bomb to go off because I want to watch the, the cave people that live on like a thousand years after us find ancient relics like you know an iPad or something like that and think it's like a Bible or something <laughs> <laughs> no it's, it's it just intrigues me but heck I, I I'm it was like the, like the colony discussion you know it's like if I can live a thousand years do we can get like international Space Station level living? Or we just float through space, uh-huh. and the only reason I shit you not, the only reason I want to do that with the cloning things, transfer my brain here or there, is because I want to live Cowboy Bebop like it's fucking real life. I want to be Spike and I want to shoot goddamn baddies across <laughs> <of> the nation. <laughs> well, gotta have our goals.
1: Gotta have our goals.
0: It's a good dream. Who doesn't? Like Reinhold, if you had the chance, would you go float through space as a bounty hunter, collecting like credits and on Jupiter? It'd be awesome, right? Like boom, Reinhold three point oh. Yeah, you could be above with that. You could just fly through there, and I think that's where you want to go. Like I don't care about the nations. We can isolate our nations on Earth. Do I get?
1: No, wait, uh, do I get a Faye Valentine thought on my ship?
0: Will be plenty of space thoughts. Oh, okay. All right. In space, you know, it's like people are just—you're not bound by the laws of man. But it's, you know, if people worry about like what's now, like I have to close it down now, I got to open it up now. It's like okay, well, why, why can't we investigate the SpaceX program starting to kick off? You know, the launch and stuff like here, like 100, 200, 300 years now, does this little patch of earth really matter? Does your border really matter? Does these people really matter at all? once oh. you start expanding.
1: What was it? Wicked Kinder is worried about the soundtrack in the future? Will we have a cool soundtrack?
0: It will be like Space Jazz Infuse, Blues, Space Rock. Okay. Like, like David like David Bowie meets Jim Morrison meets EDM music. It
1: would be great. With a, with a little Steve, Steve Ray Vaughn on top?
0: Well, I'll just throw it in there. Okay, all right. I think it will just be high-pitched screeching constantly because that's music is devolving but I think that's the frontier for liberty like I don't think I don't think you'll really find it here on earth because there's no well, that's what they for. were
2: trying to do the seed spedding for that seasteaddding right that was always the big um, panacea of libertarianism is a build your own country out of the sea and then screw everybody else and live
0: there yeah it's when you live in a nation like especially like a nation state nation states have limited resources there's limited things in nation states mm-hmm. when things are limited to that when you have to fight over resources you're fighting with not not just internally over resources but externally with other nation states over resources over bodies over all this this petty stuff um, you don't really have freedom here as long as that exists like you you can't really exist here free as long as there's any sort of fighting over a resource you're not going to be free once you start to explore and expand hundreds thousands of years in the future space you go to different parts of space do what you want to do in space there's no real need to rely on finite resources you can just grow your own food you can find your own patch of dirt and just do what you want you can homestead the universe it's yours you can do what you want there's no law here you are the law um
2: yeah but but how do we you know so how do we fight the uh, finite resources here in the United States? Though? I mean, if we find a way to manufacture food in a way that it's pill form or whatever, and then, or hol- like they have on Star Trek where you can just have a replicator make your food for you.
0: I mean, and you know, have
2: unlimited power from some method or another. And then, then where do you get to, you don't have those finite resources anymore. I
0: mean, that's, that's that's where it shifts to luxury space communism, you know? It's it's funny because this whole like when people are like well we need to be a communist society it doesn't work now and it definitely doesn't work just because there's an issue with those finite resources mm-hmm. it, when it's a, a system where it's infinite where you don't have to work you can replicate your food you can replicate your entertainment you can just replicate anything uh, you can do your own things there's really no need for any capitalism more. you don't have to earn money to buy stuff to do things like, if you can just replicate it Everybody has a replicator. You can just do what you want to do, and it's—I wouldn't even call it communism with this. It's more like a co- like a community at this point, where it's just like you have your little commune. And you just replicate what you want to do with people you like to hang out with. You just kind of do what you need. There's no need to work. There's no need to earn money anymore. Um, you get to that point of leisure. You know, you don't really need this anymore.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's a. Uh... Alright, um, we're getting close to that wall that I like to hit of Loki Wall, where we only do an hour and a half episode. I'm not going to do a 2 not do two, I'm not going to do four like we did on our first episode. I'm going to try to keep this thing to an hour and a half, so we'll try to... Uh, did you, what? Did you know, I could go four hours. You know, oh, I, uh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. And I didn't get we to, can uh, ta- get to other articles I wanted to talk about, but it's okay. Luxury gay space communism is excellent, in. Oh yeah, yeah. You could do that, or like do the like the pirate ship thing, or the stuff they like Ernest Hancock, uh, like the the pirate party. They're just gonna, you know, open source building a ship and moving and getting the heck out of here. I'm, you know, that, that's always sounds like a good idea. Um, I'm just reading the last chat comment, and then we'll go to uh, you, niece, since you're you know newest person to Loki wallet. You go first to wrap things up. But hey, yeah, just read a book with Mars Connors. They were called muskies as Elon Musk, the alt-right muskies, d- didn't fare well when the aliens invaded. Oh, wow, okay. Alright, so yeah, uh, Nice. Um, you know, final thoughts on this episode or anything you just want to let out, you know, if you want, if you, you have a Twitch channel or anything that you want to promote, this is your chance to do it. You know, um, go.
0: No, I, I think we went over, like, a lot of stuff. We went over, like, uh, you know, why, why people do school shootings, issues with potholes, why uh, Individuals bad when it's in excess, and ended up with like you know how to get past nation states and where like true liberty actually is, and it just kind of all ties ties back at least until like you, you know when you think about it, we're we're at a point in, in time where things are accelerating hyper quick. Things are really accelerating. You know, like fifty years ago, everything you see now didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the table, you know, there's tables have been around forever, chairs have been around forever, but even automotive, like today are different than they were. And oh, things yeah. are just accelerating to like that point, that singularity point, and, and at least in terms of technology, where we just can't adapt quick enough. Like, you know, hmm. when you, I look at people that are so disconjoined with reality that they kind of just live on the internet, you learn on the internet, they do things on the internet, there's, and they have issues with socialization with that. Hmm. Uh, our Our. Are our brains capable of processing the information at the level that is being rolled out without getting wrapped up and swept up in the issues? And are we able to, like you know, compete with each other without having this around us? You know, this technology bubble that's constantly growing and growing and growing as we accelerate to that singularity. Hmm. Uh, it was—it's just an interesting thing. You know, uh, where we're going to go with that. Uh, well, will you finally just accept it, you know, or reason can you fight it? Because you know, I think uh, people look at their smartphones all day. People look at their phone more than they talk face to face. Like you can, we can go out to Liberty and Chill. We can go out anywhere. And we're always going to be looking at these phones because the phone's always more interesting than what people are talking about face to
1: face. Now, see, you haven't been to the new and invent new and improved Liberty and Chill yet, Nice. And there's low looking at the phone look. The Only time people really look at the phone is when I got the Twitch stream going on the tablet. Majority of people, you know, we engage in conversation and look each other in the face.
0: Uh, sounds, uh, sounds cucky.
1: It's it's not. It's none. old school, man. Yeah, you we're know, very old school. Especially like uh, eventually, one of these Fridays at the Indianapolis Liberty Show, we're gonna go to go get Korean food and sing karaoke all night. Which mostly I see it as devolving into um, us not really singing a song, just using the microphone and the platform to shout at each other on different points of views. It's, it's
0: just interesting. Next station is- <laughs> Taxation is the, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing uh, how disconjoined people are with technology, how people just change because of technology, how we interact with each other, where we're going with that. So, like, you know, when I look at how governments interact with each other, how people interact with each other, and how we interact with government, how it's all kind of just changed on face value, uh, people just disaffected and disassociated with just day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. Um, do we need to get to the point where we go to space where we can just be true individuals? I think that's probably the best thing for a lot of people. Like, I think we're starting to evolve past society a little bit. Like, people are just not really wanting to be a comedian. Like, you said, the Rotary Clubs are closing down, like, bowling alleys are closing down. There's tons of things that are closing down because they're just not virtual. People want virtual, mm-hmm. they want. Why would I want to go to a bowling alley? Why do I want to go to the Rotary Club, the Elks Club, the Moose Club, wherever? Why do I want to go to these places when I can just order it off Amazon and just chill on the internet, watch Netflix all day? Instantaneous gratifications kind of ruined our ability to seek out new things.
1: Well, I think you're wrong about that because people do things for the, for the gram for the Instagram pick. All right, Brian go. go.
2: Uh, yeah, so um, if you want to follow me on. Uh, Twitch. I have a channel Reinhold TV. I also have uh, Twitter with a uh, Reinhold TV for gaming stuff, and then Reinhold uh, for all the political stuff. And I am launching new podcast called Plitinerd, which should be out soon. Plitinerd.com, uh which I hope will be out within the next two days.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, good. 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 Get it out there. Uh, so, like everybody, if you guys see Reinhold in the uh, Discord, and he has a put a link in or said anything about his podcast, please poke him, make sure he gets on that, so I expect if we either get him to post his podcast by next Monday, or lots of you guys are just like, at Reinhold, uh, where's that podcast? Alright, um, uh, but... One thing I do want to say, like, when I get before I go, is, niece. I want you back on. I want to talk more about the singularity thing. I'd rather give you an hour to talk about this singularity stuff, because I always hear people talk about it. I'm always skeptical every time I hear about it, because there's so much differences and things in it. So I really would like that you really delve into it and pick your brain on it on air. And I'm sure a lot of people who've either heard the singularity things offhandedly, but, you know... You know, I would really like to get you, like, to hold down and get you on the record and really talk about some of the singularity stuff. Um,
2: And and I have a few few things about it too, like the fact that I think what you're saying is partially true for mostly for men, but I think women are still very uh, sociable creatures and and spend a lot of time socializing.
0: Hey, hey, hey. they're not creatures; they're property. Address them as they are. (laughs)
1: <laughs> thank you for listening to Low Key Wall uh, we'll be back next week on same Bat Channel at 8 o'clock uh, we'll also do be doing the R.I.R.O. stream on Fridays at Liberty and Chill um, at Triton this Friday uh, we should, Christy should be there this Friday and then we'll be doing Wall Gaming on that Friday night um, I uh, and then t- also that t- that time Dear later, will be at the YAL conference in Washington, D.C. Hopefully, he'll bring us back some edibles, sneak them on the plane, you know, or just, you know, hopefully we'll get a nice, you know, he's in D.C. Hopefully, he'll just goes out there, have some fun, go see some monuments, pay his respects to, like, some of the war memorials, who knows? Um, so, once again, I'd like to thank everyone who tuned in to Wall who are listening to this on the podcast, who decided to give this a download. You could have been downloading, listening to anything in the world, but you have picked this up, and I want to say you thank you. Thank you for all the people that came over to twitch.tv slash Libertarians and viewed it live. You know, um, That's the main thrill about this. Um, I love to have people to really start experiencing this thing live and just come here hang out and just talk and just bring different things up. We went on one topic that I didn't even think we were going to go into and went in a different direction than I even planned tonight, and that's perfect. This is what this is thing's for. Uh, some nights here on Lowkey Wall we will go in different directions because a chat posted something. This is what I want Loki Wall to be. This is what I like to keep going. So please, if you hear this, listen to this, you're interested, or you just want to jump into the voice chat like Stone did and just hang out and just put out random comments like Stone did, hey, that's fine too. Notice I didn't kick Stone out out i stayed there just kept making comments and i love that you know i love stone for that stuff um also uh, I'll give a shout out to blade you're missed in the group you're supposed to be the heart of the group you're supposed to be here in the group to make sure that we're not traveling too far away from sin and you haven't been distant from the discord stop being distant come back to the discord we miss you all right uh thanks for tuning in low-key wall everyone have a nice week see you guys next week bye bye